Dante Greco. Dante is a really smart guy. Ladies love Dante. I wanted hair. Look at that face. Dante Greco. Dante was me, yours truly. I'm gonna come. Welcome to the Dante Greco Show. We're back live. It's Wednesday, and it's a big day. forget that you can't really hear me when the music's playing it's wednesday it's a big day the search warrant in the brian koberger idaho slayings has been released we now know some of the evidence that the police took from his apartment and they also visited his office uh, i don't think they took much from the office but we they did get a hell of a lot from the apartment this here is uh from brian enton who's been on top of this thing since day one brian enton he moved i think he's purchasing property in moscow idaho as we speak he lives there on a full-time basis um and and thank god you know he's doing a great job so this is just a list of what was taken from Brian Koberger's apartment in Pullman, Washington. Let's start there, and then we'll get into it, and we'll read some more uh, summations of the uh, uh, search warrant. One nitrite-type black glove. One Walmart receipt with one Dickies tag. I wonder, Dickies, did he buy pants? I usually, when I think of Dickies, I think of pants. But I guess they have shirts and, and other, everything else. Two Marshalls receipts. Might have been looking for a sale. Dust container from Bissell Power Force Vacuum. I'm not familiar with Bissell. Heard the name. Never used it. Don't know the quality, but that's okay. Uh, eight possible hair strands. And this is where it starts to get very interesting. One fire TV stick with cord slash plug. God, you know, no offense if anybody has a fire TV. I don't like them. I read the reviews. I was just buying a new TV myself. They are not um, what, you know, the quality supposedly is not great. So I'm not a fire TV guy. I'm a, I'm a Roku guy. All right, let's get back to it. One possible animal hair strand. Now, that's huge because we all know the dog was there. The dog survived. Thank God. And... um he may have brought a hair home. You know, I don't know if he had interacted with the dog or if you have a dog, you know, there's hair everywhere. I'm always vacuuming up hair from my couch and from just like all over the place from my dogs, not with my Bissell Force, Power Force vacuum. Um, one possible hair, one possible hair, one possible hair, one possible hair strand. Huh. One computer tower. It's going to be huge. You know, as we see in the uh, Anna Walsh case, which I want to I want to cover too, but um, they found all those searches of the guy, and that, that guy searched them on his son's iPad. He was searching what to do with a body and dismembering and all that. It's it's horrific, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, you can access the internet with a Fire Stick. Oh, okay, interesting, very good. See, I don't know that I never had the Fire. Good stuff. Uh, okay, one collection of dark red spot. Collected without testing. Two cuttings from uncased pillow of reddish brown stain. Larger stain tested. Two top and bottom of mattress cover packaged separately. Both labeled C. Multiple stains. One tested. This is uh, Brian Enton tweeted this. Of course, he's not the only one. There's a lot of people doing some great work here. Uh, let's go over to the Law and Crime Network's page because they pulled out some um, interesting paragraphs from the search warrant the king road residence contained a significant amount of blood from the victims including spatter and cast off that's blood stain pattern resulting from blood drops released from an object due to its motion which based on my training makes it likely that this evidence was transferred to koberger's person clothing or shoes the document states based on the locations of the suspect vehicle and koberger's phone immediately following the murders it is probable that Koberger went home to his residence at 1630 Northeast Valley Road. At that time, it is likely that he still had blood or other trace evidence on his person, clothes, shoes. Some people think, by the way, that he went and dumped all this stuff off um, in uh, some kind of, there's, there's like a park nearby, uh, including skin cells or hair from the victims or from Gonsalves' dog. It is likely that some trace evidence was transferred to areas in his apartment through contact with the items worn during the attack yep i can't believe that all of that stuff was still there 
right? Because he he like uh, they didn't take him until a month later. All that evidence, dumbass. I mean, again, thank God, but what the fuck? I think you get rid of that shit on day one. Bet he bought a Dickies work suit with the zip-up kind. That's why the sheath wasn't on his belt. Yeah, that's like the Michael Myers from Halloween thing. You know, the Dickies work suit. Yeah, scary shit. All right. Um, I talked about this in a separate video that he did message one of the girls. We don't know which one. He slid into her DM several times, but she didn't respond. We don't know if she ever saw them. Uh, if you don't use Instagram... If you are not following the person, they can message you, but it goes into a folder called requests where you may or may not see it. And so she didn't respond to him and he kept messaging persistently. This started about two weeks before the murders. Uh, of course, we know he was visiting that area, at least based on his phone information for some time before that. Uh, what they did not find. Let's go over to. Let's go over to the uh, Daily Mail. They had an interesting article. The five reasons. Wow. I mean, I know it's the Daily Mail. The five killer reasons Idaho quadruple murder suspect Brian Koberg has, has been charged. Like, that's not. Okay, whatever. Let's read what their five reasons are. Oh, yeah. Why he has been charged and the five reasons that suggest a conviction is not a slam dunk. So number one, DNA found on knife sheath. We all know they found the sheath under Maddie. And uh, it had some DNA, but it's his father's DNA. Number two, car spotted at scene. They're still using this picture. I'm surprised. This is the picture from the gas station. We never confirmed that this was the actual picture of his car. Right? He is even thought to have returned to the scene of the crime at 9 a.m. on November 13th, just hours after the murders. Even creepier. Every time I think about that. Um, car was spotted. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, the phone signal vanishes. Phone records show that Koberger went close to the property just five hours after the murders were committed with his phone being turned off during the time of the murders. On the night of the murders, his phone pinged a cell tower close to his apartment in Pullman, Washington. It's then seen leaving the area of his residence at 2.47 a.m. and traveling south through Pullman. Which cops have confirmed lines up with the movements of his white Hyundai caught on camera? I mean, it's getting more. I know that there's like a weird crop up of people online who try to say he's innocent. Not just innocent until proven guilty, but like people are coming up with like, no, 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 he's completely innocent. He didn't do it. It was his friend. They were doing drugs in a car and then the friend got crazy and he left the friend. there. It's like all these stories that are just made up, obviously, in this country, innocent until proven guilty. I support that 100 percent. Of course, we're all Americans here. Um, but the evidence is stacking up and Garagos, no offense to Garagos. I get it. You know, when we're on these shows, we got to have takes, we got to have interesting things to say, but he was talking about the uh, probable cause affidavit and how you could drive holes, drive a truck through some of the holes in it. Well, now that we see this search warrant unsealed, we see, and this is by the way, what a lot of people were predicting, how much more evidence has been collected. I'm astounded at how much more evidence has been collected from Brian's apartment that there was that much still there hair strand. I mean, you know, get a Dyson. Don't use a Bissell. All right. His phone then stops reporting to the network. Travels towards Genesee. All right. So we know all that. He stalked the property at least 12 times prior to killings. These are the five reasons why they think he was, why, why he was charged. Um, and messaging one of the victims before the murders. Okay. Now, let's talk about their five reasons why the conviction isn't a slam dunk. Number one, surviving roommate failed to call the cops and gave vague description of suspect. She came face to face with him. She froze with fear and watched as he walked past and waited six hours before calling the cops. Uh, in a summary of her statement, she said that she didn't recognize the figure that she saw in the property. Okay, the delay... 
Okay, so calling the police allowed the suspect to flee the scene and possibly dispose of evidence. Yeah, I mean, they haven't found the murder weapon yet. That is missing for sure. They have not found the weapon. And it doesn't sound like they found the clothes that he was wearing, but he was very sloppy. Criminal mastermind, once again, we're proven Grim Brian Goldberger is not a criminal mastermind. All the time, all the um, studying that he did, and like it's like he didn't learn anything. He left so much evidence. Bissels are trash. Sharks the best. I haven't tried a shark. All right, I got a Dyson. But uh, every time a, a new brand gets named in this story, I feel bad for the brand. Like first it was Vans, uh, uh, K Bar, Knives. Um, what else? Hyundai, Elantra, Dickies. Now Bissels. It's okay. All right. Back to the article. Told officers that the figure was wearing black clothing and a mask that covered the person's mouth and nose. It's unclear still if he owns vans. Um, court documents have also not revealed if Bethany Funk saw or heard anything which helped to build a case against Coburg. Okay, so that's the number one. Number two reason is police have not found the murder weapon. To me, that seems more like a number one reason, but okay. It's the Daily Mail. Um, they're still looking for the knife used. They found the sheath, not the knife. K-Bar K has denied having anyone buy Koberger's name on their system. They sell to both retailers and directly to consumers with a fixed-handle knife retailing for around $139. Good point. You can buy Vans and Marshalls, probably on sale. Get a good deal. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining. Uh, Koberger and his lawyer preserved the evidence... Okay, ex-federal prosecutor Nima Ramani told DailyMail.com prosecutors don't have the murder weapon. They have a pretty vague description of the suspect from an eyewitness, and they lack a clear-cut motive. But I thought she had the bushy eyebrows thing down, right? Which, when this initially broke, the, I read that the cops used that to help identify Brian by looking at his license. They could tell the eyebrows were bushy. Are his eyebrows that bushy, though? I've thought about that myself. I mean, he's not Scorsese. No motive has been given for the grisly crimes. Well, we know all that. DoorDash delivery overlaps with the time the murders took place. And that is an interesting wrinkle yet again. Let's delve into that a little deeper. Victim Zana Kernodal received a DoorDash delivery just moments before she and her boyfriend Ethan were killed. Uh, I think we're all assuming that this is the famous bag of Jack in the box that was in the window with her name on it. The affidavit states that she received the food order at around 4 a.m. on the night of the murders. Dylan hearing one of her roommates say someone's here just 12 minutes later. They did speak to the delivery driver who reported the information. He's been cleared. It's unclear if he will be if he saw anything or if he'll be required to uh, testify in court. Where's the jack-in-the-box bag? We don't see it here. A timeline issued by police indicates that Koberger managed to break into the house and kill all four victims within a 15-minute period. So, you know, 15 minutes can be a long time, though. It sounds short, but 15 minutes is a long time, especially in a situation like this. And he's not just going to like go in there and lounge around. You know, he knows there's people in the house. He knows it's late. Dogs barking. He, he's going to try to get in and get out. DNA not number five reason. Um, he may not be convicted. DNA not found on the victims and could have been transferred. Legal experts claim that the case is not a slam dunk. Because his attorney could claim that the DNA, DNA evidence was transferred. They have his DNA on the sheath of the knife, but nowhere else according to the affidavit. But experts say, okay. 
I was the DA. I'd love to see them update this article. Even though this article is linked with uh, the current article about the search warrant, I would love to see them update this. The search warrant, that's a lot of evidence to take, especially animal. Now, look, of course, we all know the guy. Could there be an animal? Could he have come into contact with another animal? Obviously. Obviously. Definitely. But still... Knowing what we know about Murphy, um, I want to hear more. Okay, let's see what TMZ had to say about this. I was thinking it could be a direct, so the, the possible, yeah, TMZ is very big on the possible animal hair strand. Cops think it could be a direct connect to the site of the slangs. A search warrant for Koberger's home. So you see several other notable items. Okay, dark and red, red, brown stains. Significant amount of blood was spilled in the murder house with investigators saying they believe the killer would have blood evidence on their body or clothing. The docs say a dog was heard barking at 4.17 a.m. the night of the murders. The dog, Murphy, belonged to victim Kaylee Gonsalves and was found unharmed in her room. Disposable glove. Mattress covers, receipts, and a vacuum cleaner's dust container were taken. The docs say cops also searched his office at WSU where he was a graduate student, but the police didn't seize anything. So that's interesting. So he went to his office. Maybe he didn't go to his office. Um, either way, he did not bring any evidence in there. This is pretty crazy stuff. What else has Brian Enton got going on? What do you guys think? I mean, so much evidence. So much evidence sees. Okay, this is Brian Koberger's office at Washington State University. Can you see this? Brian Enton took this video. Well, look, it's an office at a university. It's not going to look that interesting, but it's all good. We salute Brian for trying. Sheriff says the cuts are from shaving. Okay, so that's getting old. Let's see you, uh, Jennifer Coffendaffer. She is the FBI agent. She's had a lot to say about this. She thinks that he was the guy posting on Reddit. Which, by the way, there was an interesting little, uh, not exchange, but I was following this over the weekend. One guy thought that he had figured out a way to prove that Brian was uh, not inside looking the account on Reddit because he matched up some information about posting time and geolocation data. And then a moderator came in a couple of days later, which thank God he did, because I was about to do a whole video about how they debunked that. And he said, oh, no, I, I looked, you didn't, you didn't have the time zone correct. So it's still, the jury is still out on whether Brian Koberger was posting as inside looking on Reddit and whether or not he uh, was Papa Roger on Facebook. Jennifer Coffendaffer here seems to think so. She says, I've always said if guilty investigators will find more damning evidence pursuant to the searches of his car, apartment and office. So much information here. The strands of hair, you know. Yeah, the, she says leaks are coming out. Expect a lot of them. Gag order or not, they'll happen. Typically, no strict enforcement. Much less of a concern now that L.E. has their suspect in custody, but still jury pool considerations, witnesses being tainted, and overall integrity of the case can be affected. So get this, by the way. Brian, apparently... Um, the Dateline people were asking about the T-Rev call. They think it was BK. Oh, yeah, you know, and on Dateline, they had the barber. Let me add that in. I made a video about this, but I haven't posted it yet, so screw it. We'll just do it here. Brian, would you be able to give me a haircut? All right, let me set this up. So if anyone doesn't know, Brian 
Brian's barber had a voicemail from him. And this was played during the 2020, the Dateline uh, special that Marissa here was just referring to. So I lined it up with him in court and the call into T-Rev's podcast. Um, I have eliminated the TikTok guy because so many people commented that the TikTok guy posted since the uh, arrest. I haven't been able to confirm that because the guy, as far as I know, went private but that's okay. I can understand why if people are accusing you of being a killer, you're going to like, just be like, no, it's not me and go private. That's fine. Um, so plus when I went looking for that, I saw that the, uh, the, the, the TikTok guy had some videos posted from what looked like the pit at a Harry Styles concert. And I, we just haven't heard anything about Brian Koberger being a Harry Styles fan or going to a Harry Styles concert. So that's another reason why I personally ruled the TikTok guy out. Now let's compare Barber Court and T Rev's podcast, Dave. Hi, my name is Brian. Would you be able to give me a haircut tomorrow by any chance? Hi, my name is Brian. Would you be able to give me a haircut tomorrow by any chance? Yes. I have court appointed counsel. Yes. I have court appointed counsel. I live in a college town and I've worked with uh, probably at least 10 Sigma Chi members and you know the one thing that every single one of them I, I i feel like has asked me is if you were gonna kill somebody how would you get away with it yeah okay so what convinces me yet again that this is brian posing as dave the sigma chi murder advice dispenser is Listen back to this, and the, it's the way his voice goes up when he's asking for the haircut. Hi, my name is Brian. Would you be able to give me a haircut tomorrow by any chance? Hi, my name is... Hi, my name is Brian. Would you be able to give me a haircut tomorrow by any chance? You know, the one thing that every single one of them, I, I, I feel like, has asked me is, if you were going to kill somebody, how would you get away with it? Yeah. Every single one of them, you know, the one thing... So, members there it is that's what i was looking for members so he goes brian, would you be able to give me a haircut tomorrow by any chance hi my name is brian hey, would you be able to give me a haircut tomorrow by any chance members members tomorrow by any chance members hi my name's brian would you be able to give me a haircut by any chance and you know able to give me a haircut tomorrow by any chance hi my name is brian would you be able to give me a haircut tomorrow by any chance yes and yes yes we can give you a haircut yes you know the one thing that every single members kai sigma kai members so yeah it's the same inflection and cadence exactly it's the way of speaking thank you for the compliment by the way um now, so so like to me, Dave is Brian. I, I obviously, until we have incontrovertible evidence, we can't say for certain if this Dave guy is out there in hiding because everyone thinks he's the killer. All right, we are sorry, but that the way of eh, 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 that's my professional voice analysis. Eh, is uh it, it's just too convincing obviously does this really matter if he called into a podcast i don't like i don't think legally it will have any major consequences uh on, on, on the case it's interesting and maybe it helps bill i don't know if anyone knows the law better than i do like it's not like he was under oath so it's not him trying trying to uh, cover up the evidence or anything, right? It's just scary. It's scary. It's diabolical. It's cinematic to have the guy listening, to have him be a fan of T-Rev's podcast and call in and be like, hey, uh, the standard guy member. And he's trying to like get his story out there about the Sigma Chi. Possibly same with Reddit. He's doing this like multi-platform onslaught to try to convince people to try to throw people off he thinks he's like a criminal genius maybe and again he left all the evidence in his apartment until the cops 
showed up a month later to take it. Dumbass. Dumbass. Hello, Debbie. Thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoy the show. Um, what else? Okay, so by the way, this was it. So that's what I think about the, the video. Why is this? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I didn't even see this. Okay, so I was about to tell you about how Brian put his DNA into a genetic testing thing, but I'm, I'm, um, let me remove this. Okay. I just saw something on the New York Post about Brian having a SoundCloud, being a SoundCloud rapper. Now, you remember when the woman was locked up in jail with Brian right after he got arrested and she claimed that he was rapping and, uh, you know, yeah, that he that Brian Koberger was rapping in the cell and saying all kind of crazy stuff. Now I don't know if he was a SoundCloud rapper. This guy's like Takashi Six Nine. What the hell? All right, let me get this story up here. Chrome tab, Brian Koberger. Hi. Can I get a haircut? That was probably like the last haircut he ever got as a free man. Hopefully, if he did it, if he did it, of course, we got to always say if he did it because we cannot be sure. All right. So before I get to the DNA testing story, apparently Brian Koberger called himself devil in alleged SoundCloud rap. Let's listen here. Look at this, my mind is pissed and I keep running. Why is this? When I hit it, always losing stunning. Always gentle giant, no defiance, all building alliance and still think that I am present. I stuck in the future, but I'm never looking at the fucking present. Keep it up, act like you're all that. Here's a cookie too and a present. Led from a desert eagle, deagles going louder than my motherfucking beagle. And you're like, you get no sequel. Leave you love once crying like some seagulls. You are not my equal, you are equal, but I'm people. And now I'm going regal. Don't with us. I mean, look, it's not, I wouldn't listen to that. Uh, it wasn't terrible. Him calling himself devil is just to rhyme. I'm not going to use that against him. You know, some young guy trying to sound hard and, and doing his shit. Okay, you know, whatever. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Surprising, though. He doesn't strike me as a rapper. Um, What'd you guys think? Is that any good? Should he? Should somebody try to sign him? Death Row Records still around? All right. Brian, okay, so this is the story I wanted to talk about, and then we'll get back to the SoundCloud thing if we got any other funny ideas about it. Idaho suspect Brian Koberger sent DNA for genetic testing to explore ancestry, according to a neighbor. Brian Koberger told a fellow grad student that he explored his ancestry by submitting DNA for genetic testing which could shed light on how investigators use forensic genealogy to zero in on the alleged quadruple murderer. Yes, you know, a lot of future murderers have probably already submitted their DNA to Ancestry.com and they just don't know what they're going to uh, what they're going to do. The username on SoundCloud matches Tapatok username. OK, that was Brian. That was Brian. He can collab with Suge Knight in prison. That's right. Suge Knight in Idaho? I don't know. Um, all right. He mentioned to a classmate living in the same on-campus housing complex in August that he took a DNA test. Okay, when did he take this test? I mean, how stupid can he be? You're in a criminology class. Again, if anyone is like doesn't know my show, I whenever I say, how stupid is this guy? It's because I'm happy that he was this stupid. But I'm also baffled that he was this stupid. He seemed to have recently taken a genealogy, submitted his DNA. How can you be in a criminology class and not be aware of the Golden State Killer, who was like the guy to kick off all of this genealogy arrest conviction stuff? You gave them your DNA. You should have said, you know what? As much as I, I have these urges to go out and kill, 
I gave my goddamn DNA to Ancestry.com. I paid a hundred bucks, or maybe I paid fifty nine dollars if it was one of those special holiday sales. They're all their sales they're always emailing me about, and I just can't do it. I'm gonna get caught. Let's keep reading it. Ancestry.com, another one of those brands that's unfortunately getting caught up in this story. Koberger, who was a student in the criminology department, yeah, we know that, asked whether the neighbor could identify his ancestral background, which the man guessed was Italy. The student told the paper, well, I'm insulted. I am Italian. Although, you know what? Someone on Twitter told me I look like Koberger. So who knows? Not that I will. That's a compliment I do not want. It's not a compliment, actually. Uh, Koberger responded that he was actually of German descent. Well, that makes sense. I wonder if the guy knew the name Koberger ahead of time. That does not sound Italian. Koberger. Koberger. He talked about his ancestors. He had some sort of DNA test. I don't know how he got to that point. It was just interesting to him. The neighbor told the statesman. That's a German man. The paper noted that the detail could shed light, new light on reports that authorities used DNA evidence to hone in on Koberger as a suspect in the brutal slayings. Uh, what most likely happened is that the crime scene was a mess and there's DNA evidence left all over the place. Well, we know that now with the release of the search warrant. Yes, that is what they had. They got Brian Koberger's German DNA. Interesting. Very interesting. Brian Koberger, the rapper. Does anyone know? I don't have it off the top of my head. Is that person still here? Uh, Wendy Lem, do you know what his username was on SoundCloud or Tapatalk? Brian Koberger, killer. No, you don't. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Do I? Uh, I was talking to some Sigma Chi members and they thought I looked like Brian Koberger. Yeah. Can I get a haircut? All right. XR with a bunch of numbers. Okay. XR. What does that mean? Sounds evil. Evil. All right. Let me get to my next, my next bit. Um, so that's kind of what we've learned from what we've learned from the release of the search warrant. Oh, this is an interesting little tidbit. The... Ex-Army Ranger. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Not he, he was not in the Army, right? Or did I miss that story? It was a Star Wars reference. Huh. Star Wars fan, huh? There goes another brand that's been tainted. George Lucas is going to have to come out and do some damage control. All right. This is interesting. Just hours before the Idaho murders, another grisly scene unfolded outside Brian Koberger's window. On the night of the Idaho killings, the police responded to a crash in front of the suspect's home. The crash, which happened in Washington, resulted in two pedestrians being sent to a hospital. The suspect left for Moscow, Idaho, hours after the crash, likely passing the police several times. Wow. So this happened before he he went uh, to do this, allegedly. You know. All right, I'm just reading this because I'm seeing it for the first time. 
Hours before his travels, police officers arrived in front of his home to respond to a different bloody crime scene. The crash was reported at 11.40 p.m. on November 12th, three hours before Koberger left his home for Idaho and resulted in two pedestrians being sent to the hospital with serious injuries. Turner Gardner told Insider that a woman, that a man had been thrown from the road and a woman lay face down screaming. It was horrifying, she said. Uh, I heard a screech and a loud bang. It was scary. So, like, this is crazy because, in a way, this is like the universe is trying to tell Koberger, hey, whatever your demented, twisted plot you're thinking of right now, stop it. Like, they're literally bringing the police to his apartment ahead of time, like, in a weird cosmic coincidence or something, some kind of symbolism that the universe is communicating with him. Hey, here are the cops right here. You're thinking of doing this. Cops are already here. It's like showing you like a vision of the future, like uh, a Christmas story, you know, future, past, whatever the, (laughs) that's not what it is, but you know what I'm talking about. And then he still, after having all that police activity in front of his house and knowing that he gave his DNA, to Ancestry.com. He still went ahead with this, allegedly. Insane. Arrogant. Arrogant. Like, he didn't take that as a bad sign. I'm thinking about tonight, I'm going to go out to this place, these people that I've been stalking, messaging, watching, and tonight's the night and of all nights, the cops show up. There's a pedestrians are hit in front of my apartment, and there's police here. And he still didn't take that as a sign to chill. Just stay inside for the night. Jackass. Allegedly. Alleged jackass murderer. Cellular data indicates he was at home during the crash and could hear and see the street from a second-story window. Neighbors and court documents have described Koberger as an insomniac. Yeah, he was the guy who was always up running his uh, garbage disposal or vacuuming with his Bissell. Bissell. Brand of choice. insane i mean unless he was just so cocky he thought like wow that's the only visit from the police we're gonna get tonight you know like how many encounters with the cops did he have and then getting pulled over the indiana police he was probably all stressed you know we saw how stressed he was in his eyes when he got pulled over um guy just couldn't take a hint Koberger again left his apartment at 9 a.m. traveling to the scene before returning home once more at noon when the Moscow police commenced their hunt for the killer. Koberger's phone pings indicated he likely slipped out of his apartment and passed the Pullman police once more. Wow. It's just crazy. Okay. What do you guys think? What do you think about these latest updates? I'm going to figure out a phone system. I want to get some callers. You know, I like how T-Rev does it. He has people calling in to talk about this stuff. I'm going to do the same thing. I got to get T-Rev, either me on his show or him on my show. I keep reaching out through comments. I think we keep missing each other. But I saw he played my video on his show last week. It was very nice of him. Very nice of him to give a young man a chance. Um... Search warrant unsealed. Police took a pillowcase stained reddish brown from Brian Koberger's apartment. I'm just trying to pick it. This is just pure speculation. He does this. He gets home. What does he do? He just lays down on the pillow thinking about what he just did. Thinking about the direction of his life from here on out. Thank you. Thank you. Let him... uh, talking about T-Rev, not Brian, right? Okay, thanks.
Also in his Tapatak post, he says an ex-army ranger inspired his diet. Interesting. I wonder, was it that? Who's the guy that's always on Joe Rogan? Um, uh, Jocko. I wonder if he's like a, a Jocko Willink Joe Rogan guy. He's a hip-hop fan. I know that. Brent Kopeka. Now, what is this story I keep reading? So Brent Kopeka is the guy. There, there was like a standoff with the police or the SWAT team, right? And he was killed. And then some people have been trying to link that to Brian or said that that was like Brian's accomplice. We're in the speculation portion right now, by the way, everybody. So, He's a juggalo. Oh, no. Another brand goes down. A juggalo. So he probably used to paint his face and stuff. No way. I mean, look. I prefer Brian Koberger making SoundCloud raps than what ended up happening. Any day of the week, I will take Brian Koberger doing his best insane clown posse imitation any day of the week. He had a King Road hazard. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, look, that's interesting. We got to look into that. You know, ever since the Boston bombing and the uh, questions about how much the FBI was in contact with these guys ahead of time and whether this was all just like a, a one of those like entrapment plots gone wrong we we do need to look into uh further this this brent kopeka thing although i tend to believe that brian acted alone this is him this is his sick fantasy um you know he carried it out i don't think the cops would lie allegedly allegedly t Rev's a smart guy he just calls his podcast allegedly so that way like it covers everything you know it's just like an, an umbrella this should just be called the alleged the dante allegedly greco show of alleged allegations Brian Koberger went on the tinder date okay so like that's pretty much all we got going on with Koberger. Uh, if anyone else has anything more to add, uh, again, I will do shows every time. I think he will try to pin it on Brent. Yeah, I mean, he's probably talking to his lawyer about that. Like, no. Yeah, there's a guy named uh, Brent Kopeck. <laughs> yeah. And he he did it. Yeah. So, okay. So that's what's going on with this. And... um if anyone has anything more to add about Brian, otherwise, I'm going to move on to my next topics. Um, again, anytime any new evidence comes out here, I will get on here and do a show about it. He and his dad mentioned on both stops. That's right. He was like, yeah, we left because there was a, a SWAT thing. And now we know about the hit and run that happened the same night. It's crazy. All right, one second here while I switch over. I'm just going to play a quick video while I switch uh, my topics. Be right back. I take responsibility. I take responsibility. I take responsibility. I take responsibility for every unchecked moment, for every time it was easier to ignore than to call it out for what it was. Every not-so-funny joke. Every unfair stereotype. Every blatant injustice, no matter how big or small. Every time I remained silent. Every time I explained away police brutality. Or turned a blind eye. I take responsibility. Black people are being slaughtered in the streets, killed in their own homes. These are our brothers and sisters, our friends, our family. We are done watching them die. We are no longer bystanders. We will not be idle. Enough is enough. I will no longer allow an unchecked moment. I will no longer allow racist, hurtful words, jokes, stereotypes, no matter how big or small. Okay, we're back here live on the Dante Greco show. Um, 
God, I spent all year. I want to talk about Britney Spears. This happened over the weekend. And it was interesting to me. She had a manic episode in a restaurant. But, you know, I got kind of a different view on this. I blame the public. Britney Spears goes out for lunch for the first time in who knows how many years, the first time that she's not going through a drive-thru. And I, I don't mean that in a pejorative way. She, It's easier for her to just hit the drive-thru because she doesn't have to go inside and have everyone see her and, and go through that whole thing. So she finally decides to sit down in a restaurant. And what happens? Everyone pulls their phone out. Now, if anyone doesn't know, I was a TMZ guy for 10 years. I would do celebrity interviews. You know, I, I never really saw Britney Spears because she's been sequestered in her conservatorship for most of my career there i missed the whole early 2007 britney spears era so i was not part of that but it's just like a little strange because i feel well first of all 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 So you see that these people are just filming her and it's just like the hypocrisy of the public. These people were probably like free Britney, get her out of the conservatorship types, which I was too. I support that. Even though, you know, if Britney wants to be like kooky on her own, that's fine. Keep making those videos where she films it from above and she puts the black eyeliner on and it just looks like a little strange. You know, I've advised her against that, but that's fine. It's up to her. She should have control of her own money and her own destiny. However, it's just funny. She goes out and these people just can't stop filming her. And she has to put a, uh, a menu up. And apparently she was speaking gibberish. I mean, she's in there like she's in a Pentecostal revival meeting, just blabbering and blah, 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 blah. scaring people. And uh, her husband, Sam Ashgari, stormed out as a result of this. You know, if Britney Spears shows up in a restaurant to sit down and eat, give her a break. Let her just sit and eat there. You know, she's making her way back into society one step at a time. She's skipping the drive through. She's coming into the restaurant now. We don't have to. It's just it's like, to me, it's hypocritical for people to do that. Eyewitnesses say Brittany became manic, yelling and talking gibberish, not another language, just unrecognizable speech. We're told Sam got visibly upset, abruptly stood up and stormed out the door. Yeah, it from the start, the dinner was a bust for Brittany. Patrons pulled out their cell phones and began shooting footage of her. Brittany got pissed and things went south quickly. You know, maybe she should try like getting uh, a booth in a private room. You know, a lot of these restaurants have like private areas. She can go to the Palms. She can go to El Pastayo. She can go to some of these other places in like Beverly Hills and whatnot and start there. You know, maybe going and just sitting in the middle of the restaurant wasn't a great idea, but she wants to be back out, you know, and it's weird. Like all the love that everyone was sending her way during the conservatorship. And then she goes out and people are just immediately like, hey, Brittany, Brittany over here. We got to give her a break. We got to let her do this. We got to let her work her way back into society. Okay. Uh, then TMZ got his husband, or his husband, her husband, Sam, out the next day. You know, whatever you think about Sam, he's a nice guy. I've interviewed him a couple times. I remember one time it was a little weird. He he's like, I'm like, uh, this was during while well, she's still in the conservatorship, and there's rumors she was going to be in a movie. And I'm like, hey, uh, is Brittany getting ready to be in a movie? Is she taking acting classes? And he's like, who? Oh, oh, you mean uh, my baby? Oh, yes, she's doing great. Like, you know, she's not your job. She's your your girlfriend. Let's hear what he had to say. Let's hear good old Sam. How how are you and Brittany? The other night we saw the video from the restaurant. 
Yeah, like, how did what, what happened? Can you elaborate a little bit? People get a little bit too excited to see my wife. So everybody's filming, everybody's doing their thing. But you know how it is. Uh, fame comes with the territory. And I went to get the car to get the hell out of there. And people just thought I left, but that didn't happen. So it is what it is, man. Was she just getting frustrated because everywhere she goes, someone yeah. has a camera? It's and frustrating. Absolutely So it's kind of like she felt disrespected. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, when you sit down to have a meal and... Yeah, I mean, whoever, the, like, whoever this guy is wouldn't immediately pull his camera out if he saw Brittany. That's, that's fine, by the way. It's the business. It's the business. But then I'll buy that. That he went up to go get the car so he can get out of there. He didn't storm out. I'll buy that. I believe that. Leave Brittany alone. Exactly. I'm sure all these people that were in there, you know, but it's normal. It's human behavior. It's why celebrities still exist. Like why the the photographers and videographers are still out there because we want to see the celebrities. It's normal. I'm just saying have a little bit of tact, you know, let her eat her meal don't pull the phone out and hound her okay what else do we want to talk about here right i mean if i'm wrong somebody tell me but why did he take her with him he left her to fend for herself and she was stressed out weird that is weird although she did have a bodyguard with her um What's it say here? Exit that. Yeah, she did have the body heart guard. Brittany was frustrated. That's why she was acting the way she did. Brittany herself also appeared to deny any sort of manic behavior. Talking to taking to IG the next day to post a video of herself and questioning the story altogether. She was flipping the bird a lot in this clip, so we clearly know how she feels about the whole thing. Yeah, but no, there was a bodyguard who helped her get out of there, and then he had to come back in and pay the bill and all that. So, yeah, whatever. Um. Sometimes if you're manic, you don't know you are manic. Yeah, I mean, look, she clearly is not, is still dealing with some issues. And uh, yeah, she may not be aware, you know, and that's just like a response. I mean, look, this is someone who from a very young age has had everyone looking at her everywhere she goes all the time. You know, that would drive anybody crazy. If I was just in a restaurant, and people just kept putting pulling their phone out and filming me while I was trying to eat or just talk to people. That would drive me crazy. I might start speaking gibberish. I might go, blah, 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 get the fuck away from me. But imagine when you're Britney Spears also, who like already thinks everyone is looking at her everywhere she goes, because they probably are. And they are filming. Uh, you know. Uh, I'm getting very worried. I saw this. America dumps Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. His approval rating drops 45 points and hers by 36 points. I'm getting very worried about their re-election prospects. They need to turn things around uh, or they are not going to be elected to another term here in America. Salma Hayek, uh, Meta. Oh, I was just surprised by this. So... A judge is going to rule on who's going to be Charles Manson's heir and who's going to get to split up his $1 million estate. Does anyone else wonder how Charles Manson got a $1 million estate? He's been in jail for 50 years. I mean, is he allowed to profit off of the whole Manson thing? What's going on? I don't even think he worked in prison. I think he just sat around and played guitar all day. Memorabilia collector Michael Channels claims Manson left everything to him, his music, art, and writings. I guess maybe this is like estimated to be worth up to one million. So if they sell all that shit, then it could be a million dollar estate. But I don't know. I just the headline made me laugh. Charles Manson 
million dollar estate, million dollar listing. Carol Baskin says that her dead husband has been found alive, but no one noticed. Anybody here watch the Tiger King? I actually did not watch. I saw like the first episode and then I, I tuned out of it. But I remember the phenomenon. This was like COVID. It was right at the beginning. We were watching the last dance about the Chicago Bulls. And then we're watching the Carol Baskin Tiger King. I interviewed her and her husband, the living husband. Very nice woman. Uh, she claims that her missing ex-husband, Don Lewis, was reportedly found alive in Costa Rica. But the discovery is just now going viral. He was declared he's he was declared legally dead in 2002. He's actually alive and well. Post Baskin told the post she was unaware of the alleged revelation until the sequel series aired in November 2021. I was not aware of it until TK2 aired. They say my husband, Don Lewis, is alive and well in Costa Rica. And yet all this drama has been made about me having something to do with his disappearance when Homeland Security has known where he is. Wow. Interesting. I mean, is this a load of horseshit or is this possibly true? Is Don Lewis alive and well in Costa Rica this whole time? Or is she just saying this because she's trying to get her name back in the news? Hey, listen, Homeland Security has not refuted it, sounds like. And the FBI has not responded to comment. There's good old Joe. Joe Exotic. That guy, you know, I don't think... Trump has a bigger supporter in this country than Joe Exotic because that was the closest Joe Exotic was ever going to get out of prison. And he should have, I don't know, should he have done it? I didn't watch the show, so I don't know how bad a person Joe Exotic actually turned out to be. Should Trump have pardoned him just for the, you know, would have been a great story. Trump apparently coming back to Twitter and Facebook. He's been reinstated or at least petitioned to be reinstated. We know he's been re uh, on Facebook. Um, he has uh, been reinstated on Twitter. He hasn't used his account, but he apparently he's coming back. I think it's a good idea for him if he wants a chance to win again. You know, Truth Social does not have the reach. Uh, again, this show is not political. We don't take sides here. We just discuss what's going on. I don't care. But... If I was advising him, I would say, yeah, you better get back on Twitter. You know? I think people are gonna think people are gonna be uh, downloading Truth Social to get all their data stolen? Hell no. Joe Exotic. That guy was a big Halloween costume. Okay. Let's see. Before we wrap things up, just want to see if there's anything else going on here in the news that needs to uh, be covered. You know, it's weird. I don't know if anyone reads the Drudge Report. I have not seen one story about Idaho or Brian Koberger on the Drudge Report, like maybe ever. Okay, okay babe. Thanks. I don't know if anyone can hear that noise in the background. This is my girlfriend just... Here in the Dante Greco news building. Woo! Okay. Um, let me check my notes. Make sure I'm not missing anything very important before we... Uh, we get out of here for the day. You know, I spent all day yesterday making this video because I thought that it was uh, President's Day this upcoming weekend. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do a video that's a compilation of all the presidents swearing on tape that I could find. And then it turns out President's Day is a month from now. But I spent all day making it, so it's up right now on my YouTube page. I'm going to play it right now anyway. Son of a bitch. 
damn liar, man. No one fucks with a liar. Get your words straight, Jack. Bullshit. Nuclear fucking warheads. Ah, shit. He's fucking <laughs> This son of a bitch. Sleeping son of a bitch. He's a jackass. Badass. Lower shit. Fuck that. Stop, Stop doing this shit. Hey, big asshole. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna talk to you if you shut up and let me talk. Sexual intercourse. Sexual relations. Fuck! We've had some sex. Damn, I'm still uncomfortable wearing shoes. Shit, it makes him feel like a goddamn. But it is the most fagged goddamn thing you will ever imagine. The crotch down where your nuts hang. The knees from the where the zipper ends back to my bunghole. That silly bastard. That silly bastard. He's a silly bastard. Well, this is obviously a fuck up. Okay. All day, I spent all day yesterday making that, and then it's like it's not even President's Day for another month. <laughs> but whatever, I put it up. Hope everybody enjoys it. I loved it. Thank you, thank you, babe. Um, you know, do with it what you want. <laughs> thank you. That's great. Thank you. Thank you for watching that. Um, well, I guess this is kind of it. This is where we part ways. Uh, I will be back probably tomorrow. We'll do another show. We will. Um, we will. I'll tell her you said that. Thank you. We will be back tomorrow, and we'll uh, get all the updates. We'll keep it going, and uh, let's nail this son of a bitch, allegedly. Have a good life. We will see you soon. Much love. Thank you. Love. <laughs> all right, Tanya. So once again, thank you to my brother. Tell him your name again. Dante Greco. Two words. Made in America. <laughs> Dante, you're doing great. That's good. I want you to leave my good friend Ringo alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day.